Bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. We're getting ready to tune in. Amen. On this morning. Amen. We introduce Amen the summon others on tonight. And those are listening in countries right now in Africa, which is at uh at four o'clock in the afternoon. Amen. And here in uh in the United States, the different time zones. Amen. We thank everybody for tuning in on this morning. 
Amen. We're going to introduce to some and others. Amen. We're going to bring forth elect lady on this morning. Amen. To open up the platform on this morning. God bless you. Thank you, 
Amen. Amen. This is a, another segment from the six lines that the devil tells us. Amen. About our marriage. Amen. He used to destroy marriages. Yeah. Amen. We all know today. Amen. It's something I'm, you know, been in my spirit. I guess I got to keep doing it until the Lord releases me. Amen. Amen. It's, we would with a price, or we're no longer at home. Amen. We must do what thus says the Lord. It might not feel good all the time. Hallelujah. Your way, I am a God who protects. He knows who need what they need. Amen. Everybody don't need this message, but those that need it, it's going to be put out there today. Amen. Hallelujah. So, concerning our marriage, six lines the devil uses to destroy marriages. And we must be aware of each and every one of them. He has a hidden agenda. Amen. He's a schemer. And he's a strategist. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. I'm a hot children on the whole side. So we must be prepared to do work with the devil. We're not in the physical world, but we're in a spiritual world. Amen. Fighting against spirits that you can't see with your that you can't see with your natural eyes. Amen. This is not a gun battle, this is not a fist fight. And this is not a knife to uh, uh fight. This is a spiritual war. And we yes. must be prepared that my the Bible says put on the whole arm of God. Not part of it, not sometimes, but the whole arm of God needs to be put on every day. Every day. And keep it on because you're, going to, you're in a fight. The devil never, never stops coming. He is relentless and trying to pull you down, trying to discourage you, to cause you to do something crazy, to cause you to say something crazy. Hallelujah. Amen. Satan forth lie. You've been hurt too much to love again. And that's what of you have been hurt too much. Love again. That's a lie. The devil is a lie. Amen. God can feel that hurt. He can move it out if you let it. Amen. When you when your heart is broken and you feel your mate has hurt you too deeply for words to express, the devil loves to whisper in your ear. He says, your mate has hurt you and wronged you so much. How can you love him? Uh, how can you love him or her anymore? You can never love like you used to. You might as well split up. That's what he's going to say. That's because you hurt. You want somebody to tell you something, but you want to listen. You don't listen to what we're somebody trying to tell you the right way to Rejection and grief 
in in, the, in my spirit. The devil came to me when I was really down and said, you cannot ever love that person anymore. He's hurt you so much. You might as well just give up. And that line nearly destroyed me. The Bible says that heartaches crushes the spirit and that a weak and broken spirit cannot sustain a person. Amen. See Proverbs 15.13. Proverbs 15.13 says a merry heart makes a cheerful continent, but, a, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. So we don't know that's in a merry heart. So you laugh is good. And, and stuff. And then sometimes you might have even laugh at you. But if you trust the process, I mean, it's the process and getting healed. But you got to want to be healed. And you got to want to forgive that individual who got hurt you. And then, you know, just you just got to want to. Nobody can force you to forgive a person. That's something you must do. That's something you need to do. And because that is something you'll be carrying around with you. And that's not good. Proverbs 18, 14 says, The spirit of a, of a man will sustain him in sickness. But who can hear, who can bear a broken spirit? It is rough. But if you trust God's word, he'll be able to heal you instantly from whatever you're going through. I know you're hurting. I've been in that situation. I know how some of you might feel, but I've been there. I'll tell you what somebody told me. I'll tell you what I lived and went through. You don't have to live with rejection in your heart. You can be completely free right now. This minute, you can be free of that hurt. And when you get free, you will see that love is still there inside your heart. You'll discover that you really can love as God loves. God replaces you're limited. Imperfection, love, with a supernatural love when you let him heal your broken heart. Supernatural love. Supernatural love. This is what God can do for us. And if you, you know, the outside world, the people don't, you know, they don't understand it. All they know they hurt, they want to get back at somebody. They want to do some, they want to do some damage because some damage has been done to them. But you got to put things in the God's hands and hear what things out for you. And then what Jesus did for you, the Bible teaches that Jesus not only bore our sins and sicknesses on the cross, but listen to this. He bore our grief. See if you relate to these things. He bore our weaknesses. He bore our sorrows. Ah, my, my, my. He bore our pain. He bore our distress. Our distresses. And the Bible says that he felt rejection on the cross. He did not do that for himself. He did it for all of you. He bore all of our pain and all of our sorrows. So you could have to live, you so you wouldn't have to live with it. Luke 418. Luke 418. 
4 and 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart, the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, and recovery of the sight of the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's what the Lord has done. That's what he's done. So you don't have to feel left out. You don't have to feel lonely. And uh, you don't have to feel all this thing, anxiety and oppression and rejected. But remember, he was first rejected. He taught us, he said that in the book. So if he went through, you will have to go through. But he was the perfect example. He did all he went through on this before we, before we even got here. He knew all this was coming when we, before we got here. So that's why God said Jesus, that he prepared the way to let John was prepared the way. So Jesus prepared the way for us that we wouldn't have to, we don't have to go through this, that we will trust him, get in his word, pray, and fast. God will set you free. He will deliver you. You cannot do this on your own. You need all the help you can get. But people that on your side, people that go encourage you, people going to that will tell you that you can make it. You get over this with the help of God, and you will. You will get over. It. So let us not listen to what a lot of other folks are saying about what came, what will not happen. Amen. He did not do this for himself, but he did it for us. Amen. Uh, Psalms 147 and 3. 147. 147 and 3. Says he healed a broken heart and bind up their wounds. That's what he did for us. He healed a broken heart and bind their wounds. So that's what he's done. So we got this why we got to get in the world and find out how to overcome all these obstacles that come in our coming our life, coming our way, that come our way, that try to stop us, that try to hinder us, that try to keep us bitter and un you know unforgiving and bitter. You don't want to be bitter. Bitter causes something to happen to you. And then you cannot drink poison and expect the person who hurt you to die from you drinking poison. It don't work. It'll never happen. You'll die. So we must, amen, forgive. God will help us to forgive. He'll help us to forgive those who have wronged us, who have hurt us, who have wounded us, who has, who has, uh, who has disappointed us, discouraged us. And you know, when you, the Bible said not to put no confidence in flesh. If you love a person, love them with the love of God. And, you know, that person, we are all fallible at certain points of our life. Things will happen, but that's no excuse to want to go to the divorce court. Amen. God redeemed us from divorce. He said from the beginning that it wasn't so that man should divorce. He said that we should stay together. Forever. Until death do us part. But a lot of times people are looking for an escape. 
they don't they don't hurt somebody talk put a put a bug in your back. This person right here likes you. The grass is green on the other side. No, it's not. And when you climb that fence on the other side, you'll find out they got some brown spots over there. If you fertilize your own grass and keep it up, you'll see how green it could be and would be if you took care, took time to take care of your own stuff and listen to what outside voices are telling you. And if you're having a problem in your marriage, talking to family about it's not going to help you. They're going to help you most of the time. They're not going to help you. Most of them are not going to help you at all. They're going to change how it's going to go. So I knew it wasn't no good from the start. You know, and then they don't know the whole story. They don't know what one side that that the mate of the, the the wife or the husband side. You got to sit and when you counsel people, never counsel counsel the wife by herself or the husband by herself. You sit them down and counsel both and listen to both sides before you start counseling. Don't listen to one side or they don't do that in the courtroom. You have a defense attorney and they have a person attorney trying to put you in prison. The devil has his own team trying to destroy your marriage and your home. Your livelihood. So God is your defense. The word of God is your defense. So let's not listen to those folks who don't care nothing about you. Amen. One forty seven three says tells us that Jesus heals the broken heart and bind up their wounds. Those persons are directed to you. Where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. There is healing and peace. And the spirit of the Lord is near to you right now to heal and restore and set you free. And it's right there to do, to do all these things I just said. It will set you free. Listen, there's nothing like having a broken heart. You're hurting. You can't sleep at night. You're wondering what, what went wrong. What did I do? What did he do? And all you want, you 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 cannot sleep. You tossing and turning. You can't function like you should function. Because these things are passing through your mind. And if your mind don't rest, your body should not go rest. You wake up just like you have a lay. If you don't lay down, but you, you haven't rested in your mind. So I encourage you to release all the anger and unforgiveness you may feel. All malice and all bitterness that you may have in your heart. Decide to release that. Turn it loose and let it go. God wants to set you free from the hurt of rejection. But when a person is talking about divorce, that is rejection. He rejected you. And, it, and that's a hurt thing. Somebody says, I don't want you no more. I'm tired of you. You got old and you trade you in for a new model. And stuff like that. People talk that you know, that's crazy. And things won't get no better unless you sit down and talk. Express your feelings. Let him express his feelings. Pray. Fast and meditate. And God's going to give you directions how to overcome all these problems that you're having or situations in your life. That's the kind of God he is. He's not, he didn't leave us out here alone by ourselves. Amen. We have the 66 books. And the 66 books are um, helping you to go through whatever you're going through. You just have a mind, amen, to trust God. He will do it for you. Amen. You don't have to live with that sick feeling anymore. I can tell you many wonderful stories of how God has healed broken hearts 
a woman came to the church who had been separated from her husband for several months. They had endured great strife because of their because of serious communication problems. That, that's the problem. A lot of people don't communicate. They don't talk about what's going on or how they feel about different things. You have to sit and talk about what's going on, how you feel, and how you feel. Listen to one another. And then you can be able to know what to what to do and what not to do and what not to say. If she don't like what you say or how you say it, amen, don't do that. No. Amen. If he tells you, baby, I don't like that right here, don't do that. No. Especially if it's going to cause stress and, and dysfunction in the house. Amen. We have to work, work together. Marriage is work. W-O-R-K. Work. And work as long as you both shall live in work. If you're looking for a uh, a perfect marriage, stay safe. You'll be just fine. Just stay safe. But there aren't any perfect people. There aren't any perfect marriages. There's some good and great marriages, beautiful marriages. But perfect, no, because you're two different individuals. If you're looking for a perfect marriage, no problems, no this or no that, stay single. Please stay safe. You will be disappointed. Greatly disappointed. Well, the best thing for you to do is before you... Um, Make these vows. Say these vows. Sit and talk. Talk long and hard about the marriage and what you expect for one another. And um, that's that what you have to do. Long and hard before you get into it. But like I say, there is no perfect marriage. If you're looking for a perfect marriage, stay safe. You have to change your mindset. You can't listen to what other folks are saying. Child, I did. No, you can't listen to them. Every marriage couple is different. You work at what you, at your marriage, your relationship. Maybe they didn't work at that. They were easily to uh, to give up and to quit and then throw the towel in, to walk away, to go the other direction. You never know how good your marriage could have been because you walked away. Anybody's going to walk away from problems. But can you stand there and, and, and go through that problem? It's a process of life. In life, you just things just don't happen overnight. God works miracles instantly in some cases, but the thing is, we have we don't want to, people don't want to go through anything. They don't want to feel any hurt. They don't want to feel no rejection. They don't want to feel anything negative. They want to feel all good. But it's not life does not go that way. Not that way. And Jesus suffered the same fate that we are suffering. Listen, he was he was he was tested in all points of his life. But he never quit. He never stopped. He never wished he hadn't got here. I wish I hadn't married you. Nobody threw a gun on your face, Mary. That's something that you said you wanted to do. So, you know, you got to think about these things before you get involved in a marriage, in a relationship. You know, but sometimes people don't always be on their best behavior. They always feel that like the way they should feel. Something go wrong or something even happened and they just snap on you. But we got to remember life is a process. It's a big process. Amen. So remember that the Lord loves you. Amen. Hallelujah. She received the point where she reached the point where she had no love for her husband. When she left him ended up backsliding into the world. She gave up on her husband, on God, 
on her marriage and herself. Then one night she was she found herself at church where she heard the pastor talk about how good God how good how good about how God could heal your broken heart instantly. She believed God's word and asked for prayer. Immediately God removed the hurt, put a deep love in her heart for her husband. She said she felt like a new person. Later she went to talk with her husband. They both gave their life totally to Jesus. Today they have a beautiful marriage. This is what God can do for you. You see, the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Romans 5 and 5 tells us, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in your heart by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. That's what, you know, God got to answer for every question, for every problem. All you got to do is look for it, ask for it, and it's there. You know, we, we can't just go out like people want to quit. They want to stop. And you don't realize your divorce affects the children. It affects your family, his family. It affects the people in the church. It affects the people in your in your community. Uh, people are watching you. They're listening to you say one thing and do something else. So we are the light of the world. We have to prove to people who we are. Show them instead of talking. Now, if you don't say it, it's time to do it. Live the way God says you can live. Walk the way he said you can walk. We got to be the light. People watching our lives. And, you know, as the days go on, people are watching you because they want to be like you. They want to live the life because you, if you fall somewhere along the line and walk off and leave your wife and your husband, they don't have nothing to do with God. God is not as good as they say he is. So look what, them, look what they did. But they got to remember God has nothing to do with their divorce. I know he, God has uh, in, uh, specific instruction of what we should do and how we should go about doing it. But people have a, for the heart of their heart, reason why men and women divorce. Because they don't want to be wrong. And they want to be right. And nobody's right all the time. Amen. So this is what we have to do. Amen, God. But this is what God can do for you. See the love of God shed abroad. Has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Remember that. God is an awesome God. He's mighty. He's real. Amen. Healing for a broken heart. There was a time in my life when I was suffering and wounded. I felt sick in my spirit. So I told the Lord, God, I cannot live with a broken heart. I cannot walk in faith and do your will with a sick feeling. You have to set me free from this rejection. I was oppressed so down I couldn't see the way out. But when I cried out to God, He healed me instantly. He cleansed me. He cleansed my wounds and removed the scars. I am free to walk in the fullness of God. Blessed. 
You may say, that sounds so simple. It is simple. We make things so hard sometimes. We think we have to have to go through such a great, some great downfalls, protract in a healing process. But that's not the way it is. The healing of a broken heart is a part of redemption. And we need to receive it just like we receive salvation of physical healing. You can receive healing of a broken heart yesterday if you will. Just cry out to God right now. Just cry out to him. No matter Amen. what you want, a marriage, a broken marriage, a broken relationship, whatever you're going through, he's there to set you free. He's there to deliver you. That's why I say it's so important Amen. to go to Sunday school, to go to Bible study, where you can learn and study your word for yourself. Study, search the scriptures, find scriptures that can and encourage you, help you to go through what you're going through and come out on the other side with the victory. Victory is your love. If we're not victims, we're victorious. Your marriage has been, your marriage has to end in the case of adultery. That's another lie. Mm. Teach it. Three, and is there hope for your marriage if your mate has committed adultery? Can you expect to be expect to forgive? Can the unfaithful partner who has re- repented receive forgiveness and restored to his family when one marriage partner gets into adultery? The devil loves to say go to the offender, mate and say, Well, your marriage is over. There's nothing that can be done. You could never give forgive your mate. It will never be the same. But the devil is a liar. Many people get sidetracked from the will of God when it comes to adultery. Certainly it is a terrible thing. But let me tell you something. Adultery is not so big of a problem for God. No matter what bondage you or your mate may be in. God can set you free. He can bring healing and reconciliation if you allow him. The problem is a lot of people don't want to uh, reconciliate, you know, get their marriage reconciled. They don't want to. They're so hurt and disappointed and they're so selfish they don't want and their pride sits in. So they don't want to get things right. See, in the, in the new in the old testament times the penalty of adultery was death you, you know that's how it was back then if they caught you as hard you were young together both of y'all was out here bang no questions as you just stoned you to death right on the spot but when that's for the death of adultery what several punishments but when jesus came he said, I come with, with a new law. I have come with a law of love. What a mighty God we said. What a, listen, what, back in the Old Testament, stuff that we people are doing even if they were engaged. 
and was running around with somebody else. Bam, you was out of here. You were dead, both of you were dead. One day they brought a woman to Jesus who had been caught in the very act of adultery and asked what should be done to her. They probably expected Jesus to say to her, that's it, forget it. It's the end of her life, stone her. Jesus, did Jesus do that? Remember, he is our example. No, the Lord gave at the accusing mob and said, let the one who is without sin cast the first stone. Everybody had to back up they know <laughs> they weren't free from sin. They were doing everything they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Then they said the woman was in the first place. How you know what how you gonna bring how you know? He had to set up. Probably set up with one of the brothers. You know, people that do stuff like that. Set you up to get caught. And one by one they backed away. Then Jesus tenderly said to the adulteress, Woman, your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. Tell either that either. People just want to hurt somebody because they decree. They want they want what you've got. And the way they can get it, they kill the husband, kill the wife, they get the wife to get the husband. That's what a lot of people do. Another thing of covetousness. And they see a man or woman that's already married to somebody, they go and do a fine, and they go and, and set a trap and start a whole lot of stuff going on. Child, I see them over there with such experts. I see you over there with so and so. And none of that is true. All they got to do is put some plant of seed in your mind. And that's where the trouble started in the mind. And don't start nowhere else to start in the mind first. Be like Jesus. Forgive. That's how Jesus reacted to the adultery. To the end. And if Jesus can do it, we can do it. He's given us the same power, the power of the Holy Spirit to forgive the same way He forgives, to love like He loves. Just because your mate has been unfaithful to you doesn't mean your marriage is over. Do everything. Don't ever let the devil tell you that your marriage is your marriage is not over. God can heal the hurt. God can help you forgive. Oh my goodness. Often people often say only the guilty needs only guilty only the guilty needs mercy. If you're not guilty, you don't need no mercy. And that's the revelation of the staff. Has been unfaithful to you does not mean your marriage is over. Do not ever let the devil tell you that. Your marriage is not over. God can heal you pray. God can help you forgive. As many have said, oh my God, the word is right by itself. We must remember that times when we needed mercy. Then we blew it, and how God forgave us and gives us another chance. Maybe your husband or wife has to be has to give you a second chance. 
or a third or fourth chance. Some often offense, some some offense uh, failure. You have to remember that we never have a right to hold unforgiveness in our hearts. When you forgive, a healing take place in your heart. If you will just make the decision to obey the word of God and says and say, yes, Lord God, I will forgive. Then the Lord will bring love back into your heart. He will restore your love and give you the power to forgive and forget even an offense as serious as adultery. We got to remember all of that. Okay. Amen. We are grateful today for being here to be able to, I hope I'm touching hearts. I hope people are changing because of the word. I'm making a change and hope the word makes it different. I know you will if you let it. Amen. First day, so often a woman or a man has come to me personally as my mate has committed a death. And I am so hurt. I don't think I want him or her back anymore. I don't even know how I, why I'm here. I want help, but I just don't think I want my mate back. Oh, I always tell these people, don't worry about your marriage now. Let's take one, take care, tell, take care of you. Let God do a work in you. We got to be healed up. We got to be healed up from the broken heart, from the hurt, from the wounds. As we minister to these individuals, I help them see that God can help them release all unforgiveness and hurt so they can be free. After they allow God to heal their hurts, it never fails that they come back and say, I think I want my marriage restored. I do love my mate, after all. What changed their mind? We didn't talk about them into, talk them into it. They allow God's healing power to heal their wounds. And then that happens. Change occurs. Amen. Adultery is not an unforgivable sin. Amen. A lot of people think it's an unforgivable sin, but it's not. And then sometimes something takes place in the heart of people who forgive and obey the word of God and when they decide to release their anger and bitterness and let God heal their broken hearts in God did a work in their hearts then they could see that they could forgive their mates and go on together even after adultery so don't ever let the devil tell you that your marriage is open because of your mate, uh, both of you have committed adultery. Adultery is not an unforgivable sin. Jesus forgives, and he is the healer. Amen. I just thank God for that word on today. I got one more, but I'm going to do that today. Amen. He is a healer. I know somebody hurt you as a hurting thing. 
That's something you, you can't see, you can't feel. You hurt so bad. Amen. Tell you, you don't want sometimes you don't want to hear nobody. You want to run, you want to reach in your chest and pull that hurt out, but it don't work that way. You can't, you can't pull it out. I've been there. You can't pull it out. Amen. It won't leave that. I mean, hurt, hurt, hurt. And you wonder, what did I do to deserve this? Amen. It, it, it hurts really bad. But you can't pull the hurt out of your palm. No way you can do it. It takes God to heal the broken heart and mend up the wounds. I'm a high she killed on the whole child behind. Hurt is hurt. It hurts really bad. And you don't want to be around nobody. You don't want nobody to say them to you. You hurt. And you figure out, you want to figure out, how can I overcome this? How can I get out of this? How can I be set free? How can I be here? What do I, what must I do? What must I say? Hallelujah. But it takes God for man. It takes God for man. I remember dad saying that many years ago. It takes God for man, son. He told me. Because it took God for me. That I didn't want to have nothing to do with church. Nothing to do with God. All he wanted was his wife and his children. But checking is not a part of God's order. Marriage is a part of God's order. But we have to uh, live according to God's order. His marriage is ordered by God. He has an order for marriage. And we must live in that order for things to work. For the relationship with for the marriage to grow, the children to grow, the children to learn. Neighborhoods, communities, and churches. And if people don't realize that we are an example and a part of a ministry. We are the church, not the the building. The building is just four walls where you're going to be taught and trained and how to learn the word of God. And hear the word of God. Amen. But we the is the church. Amen. So I'm, I'm grateful for this opportunity today. Amen. I know there's some great people out there. I'm praying for you. I'm going to pray for you now. Those that are sick, those that have been wounded, those that have been rejected. Lord, I see. Yeah, we all we pray for works. everyone out. We send your word to every home. All 19 countries, God, to America, to every home, those that might be driving along in their cars, lay our sheep, sitting in their living room, their dining room, their beds, out on the poolside, and they are sheep, and they are sheep, and they are sheep, and they are sheep, and they are Thank you, Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. Let us cry in the spirit. Jesus God. Every way, Holy Ghost. Show us all in the word. As I cry in the Have your way, Holy Ghost. Confession is made to salvation. How about the 
Thank you, Jesus. God got the thing set up, and it's always set up. Nobody can change. It's up to you to accept him as long as safe. You need a good Bible teaching uh, church that's going to become a, 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 a minister member, become a member of the church. Amen. Where you can grow, where they can teach you and show you in the Word of God. I'm not hiding where you can grow in God. Hey, mama, be a better husband, be a better wife, be better children, be better parents. And let me ask the work has already been done. It's already been done. Let me ask the children of the highest. Lady M, when I say I keep it a hundred, that means I keep it scripture. Amen. Amen. God bless you, everybody on on this morning. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can fix this. All right. Hold on, guys. Hold on one second. Let me try to release. Thank you, God. Okay, why is it kicking me out? All right. Hold on, guys. Why can't I? All right. Amen. God bless everybody for tuning in on today. Amen. On uh, Sunday morning, manna. Amen. We like to open up the lines on on this morning. Open up the lines. Amen. On today. Amen. For those who want to leave uh, empowerment on uh, on today. Amen. I really truly enjoyed the uh, the word. The word was powerful and profound um, on this morning, and it really teaches you a lot because the fact that uh, a lot of people feel that because uh, adultery is in the in in the, in the equation, uh, people feel that in this season that because we are in the disposition of grace that um, that you can continue to keep doing what you're doing. You know, you could say that you're sorry, sorry, but you're not godfully sorry. You know, there's no honesty. There's nothing sitting uh, sitting there to support that. And because of the fact that the people feel they use that connotation that. Because we are in a disposition of grace. Now, he did say it, uh, 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 in the scripture. He said uh, uh, when the woman was caught in the adultery. But see, people don't see it like that. People see, okay, I can see, I can see your errors, but I can't see. I, I don't see mine. I wasn't the one that started it, but I'm the one that, uh, not the only one that did it. You did it too. But just because one person did it, uh, one um went into that act doesn't mean the other party has to go into the act okay tip for tat and that's what happened a lot of them are going tip for tat because one person act a certain way and then you turn around and act that way do you think that's right no that's not right that is not of god that is not of god and that's that you know and yes he does hate divorce but the also the scriptures also talks about when that other person has no interest in the scripture says that when that person has no interest of you don't even think of you Guess what? And they release you. It is what it is, you know, in some cases. And that that would be the last draw. That would be the like the last string, you know, straw that is drawn out the equation um, if everything doesn't work. Because if a person does not have no no interest and does not want to pursue and does not want to um, um, stay connected to you, you know, you can't you can't put a, a gun up to somebody's head if they don't want to do it. So it has to be, like you said, it has to be ordained. And a lot of them has to be ordained. It has to be ordained. And when it's ordained, 
you know, um, no matter what situation you're in, uh, God always put it back together. He'll put it back. He said, let no man, let no man, let nobody separate. Not, nothing, don't let nothing separate you from the love of Christ. So if one is ordained, and even if that person turns away and comes back, that's ordained. But if the, if the, if you jumped in it without even consulting God and the person does not have no interest in you from the beginning. OK. And you have to understand, too. Also, uh, a lot of people are marrying, uh, marrying narcissists, yeah, narcissists and the narcissists. They like that attention. They like they like to be drawn to stuff. Like you said, they like to be drawn. They like control. You know, and, and, and God did not put us in the position to, for people to be controlling over each other. We're supposed to rule the kingdom together. It says the Bible says men and women rule the kingdom together. They rule it together. It was not for women to be sitting on a back burner. No, the woman and the man supposed to walk side by side the last time I checked. And, and, and because of the dominion was taken, uh, 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 was uh, cast back. That's the reason why the women had to had to step up, you know, in that case until the men falls back in place. But it also says it's, it's a lot of uh, scriptures. Uh, and I know that you uh, that uh, that are bringing into it. And, 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 and remember, that is the job of the enemy to kill, steal and destroy. That's the job of the enemy to kill, steal and destroy. OK, but like you said, at the same time, we serve a God that is a bigger God. Is bigger than anything. He's bigger than anything. He can mend something. I'm going to tell you, when it's ordained by God, he mends it back together. It doesn't matter how long it takes. But when it's not ordained by God, he's not going to put it together because he already knows that that person is going to hinder you. He's not going to put you back with somebody that's going to hinder you. No, he's not. Amen. Because that's the reason why when Pharaoh begins to, uh, a heart was hardened. You know, and God allowed the heart to be hardened. Why? So he can make that decision. So sometimes he will place the other party in the position that they have the spirit of of their heart being hardened by by God to see exactly how they're going to act, how they're going to carry this through, how they're going to go through, how they're going to uh, put in, in, in the position that they can uh, um, they can make the decision without. No, you cannot. Make that decision without God at all. You cannot make that decision. You cannot make that decision. But the scripture Amen. does says, um, if the person has no interest in you, and that lets me know that's an indication means that it was not ordained by God. That right there, that relationship was not ordained by God. If if, if the scripture tells you specifically. That that person has no interest in you. They they release you. Once they release you, you are not embedded to them. And that you know, and so that that you know, it, it has different things. Yeah, yes, he 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 kicks against divorce. He kicks against everything. You know, that's like you know, kicking against the prick. He he, he does this. Uh, try to discourage us from it that we can work it out. But when you have in a certain sentences when that in in instances when. A person does not want to line up, right? Line upon line and precept upon precept. You can't make nobody do anything else. The thing, the major thing is you can't love nobody else and nobody can't love you until you love yourself. Once you love yourself, you can bring that other party into your life. That party can be ordained and mended into your life. So no matter what direction you go, whether left or right, 
you know, uh, when it's fit in this season, because remember the seasons change, you know, and one thing seasons are not permanent. Now with Christ it's permanent. Okay. When we, when we leave this earth, this earth suit, it is permanent. But when the season changes, okay. And people change feelings, that's, that's indicating a season shift. So we have to be able to identify what the season shift is about. Uh, it's about reconciliation because what is Christ doing? Christ is reconciling the church back to him, right? We are the bride of Christ. So we're being reconciled back to him. But this this not just apply to marriages. This applies to the church because we are the church married because Jesus was married to a backslider. So if Jesus was married to the backside, guess what? The person may cut a food, act a fool, and he still take them back. Amen. He still take them back. But if the person does not want to line up the line and if they're going to hinder ministry and they're going to hinder everything that's that's getting ready to come in front of you, God going to take them out. You're like, uh-uh, no, nah. that joker, that joker got to go. Because God will put you in a position for someone who will do what they're supposed to do. Amen. You know, so I really man, that that was powerful. Pastor Goblin, that was powerful. Thank I, I that word was profound and i and i i i'm telling you i know it came from heaven because i heard it i heard it directly came and i heard it and i thank god for you amen anybody else want to release amen on on this morning anybody else want to release give a word of empowerment to someone that's listening to you live Amen. Because every word counts. Every word is important. No word is wrong. Every word that's put out comes from the person because we all unique, uniquely are created different, but we're coming from the same vine. Amen. Um, so we're going to go ahead and release it back over to um, the host. Amen. Pastor Franklin Goffin and elect Lady Goffin. Amen. On today. God bless you. God bless you. You want to see something? Amen. Amen. This is Lady Gossip. Now I want to thank God for the message that I heard this morning, which I've heard it ever since I've been married to him for <laughs> so many years. Awesome. I met him in uh, through my house. Uh, through his sister-in-law, uh, when her husband passed his brother. So we got to be friends. <laughs> and I told her, I said, well, I want to come up there, but I don't have nobody else to drive. I had lost my husband outside. Mm-hmm. And I went to a lot of things. But I hung in there. My God. And God forbid me before he, before he passed away, but I forgive him. But everything that he did to me, I told him, yes, I forgive him. But like you say, you can forgive a person, but that love that you have when you got married, don't have it no But you still love the person. Mm-hmm. But I just want to thank God that I remarried to Elvis Austin, which um, I said I would never get married anymore. I would never marry nobody. We got to be friends when I, you know, as friends, 
went out to eat. You know, certain things like to the beach and all that. Everywhere we went, every place we went for dinner, people always said, Is y'all married? I said, No. You know, we having so much fun. If you're not married, I said, No. The one lady follows all the way out of a restaurant. And I finished. She's something about the lady. But when I looked, she was behind me. She said, You know what? He said, y'all not married. I said, no. She said, I wish my husband would be that way. Open the door and all those good things that I'm supposed to do. Yes. And I started laughing. So when when um we got engaged, which I kept, every time we together, it's always just married stuff. I'm going to marry when I get married, just and that, right? So I said, well, how do you know this woman's going to want to marry you? You tell me, asking her in church, to my marriage? Lock and load. <laughs> you know, know that those rings of 
feeling those vows that you took when you said I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love you. It's back in the hands of Erica uh, Apostle. Uh, Dolphin. Thank you. Amen. 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 I thank, thank God for my beautiful wife. Oh, Amen. 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 I'm cheering. I guess some of them are listening. Hallelujah. We got two daughters and grandchildren and great grandchildren in Augusta. And uh, I just thank God for this. When you married a, a dead woman, a dead man, you're married to the whole family. You're in the good, the bad, and the ugly. All their problems become your problems. So that's that. You got some. You got some messed up folk. You know, each side of the family. But you, you love that individual. You pray for the family that they will overcome all the bad things that you know that's happening to their lives. Things that they're doing. But I really thank God for this opportunity, bring the word. And I don't know why, but this, this is this marriage. is this uh thing about marriage is something that has been locked in my ministry for years. Man, see, like I'm marriage and not do anything else. Every now and then the Lord allowed me to preach on something else. But I just thank God for this 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 day. And I thank God for Pastor Erica for the doors that she opened for me. And I really appreciate that. I'm excited I, I have a lady that that makes pies and I was telling her about the ministry of yesterday and I pray that she listened to it this morning. Hallelujah. God is a good God. I don't she in my heart. I'm a quarter here. I see it. I'm going to I pray that I have a perspective of those that are traveling. 
brother, by hey, those that are driving, those that are on the plane, those that are on the train, those that are in car, automobiles and trucks. Hey, Lord, I give you praise like you do. Amen. Until next time, this is Dr. Franklin Garvin. Remember this. I love you, friend. You. There's nothing you can do about it but love me back. Amen. Amen. So a seed into love and action Christian Center. Amen. Email at franklingoffin43 at iCloud.com or paypal.me forward slash L-I-A-C-C 2019. Don't forget, okay, you have everything flashing across the screens for those who want to sow into the ministry of Love and Action Christian Center. Amen. Love and Action Christian Center. Amen. They also have a line set up. Amen. A line for those. And you have to get in contact with uh, Pastor Goffin and Lady Goffin in reference to that information. Um, they have a 313-209-8800 with ministry code 8057291. That is specifically dedicated for Love and Action Christian Center for prayer, for consultation, for ministries, training, anything that you are needed, this ministry has it. Amen. So we thank you for connecting. Amen. Uh, Love and Action Christian Center out of the city of Miami, Florida on today. Tune in on Tuesday night. Amen. Once again, he said beyond the four walls. Amen. At 730. Amen. Be there or be square. God bless you.